What's Yo, up? What's up, downtown? Well, yeah, my man Brown. What's up, bro? Ah, uh, what it look like, man? Listen, man. We want to thank y'all for coming back. Definitely. Joining us. Everybody that's with us, we appreciate you. Every week coming back, leaving your comments, suggestions. Yep. We appreciate that. That's a fact. Welcome back to the Keep It A C-Note podcast. I'm, I'm Tone. That's Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now. Listen. We, we, we was talking about hip-hop. Okay. In a few episodes. We, we ain't talk about the cats from now too much. Man, I mean, I know we getting older, but we still listen to some of the cats from now. Right. So, we could all admit that from 2010 to now, Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar have run the game. Right. But if you had to do a Mount Rushmore with those three on it and add somebody to it, who's missing from that Mount Rushmore? And we're only going off the 2010. Yeah, dropped after 2010 with they, they, they public stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to say mixtapes and stuff like that because a lot of them had mixtapes before then. But I mean, they came on the scene with they label hits. That's tough, man. Yeah. yeah. That's tough, man. Ah, from 2010. I'm gonna have to keep it a C note with y'all. Oh shit. And I know a lot of people probably gonna be like, oh Brown, you ain't tripping, but gotta be Nikki. Ooh. Who else that's from 2010 to to now, who else besides them three has had the game on the uproar that came out in the 2010s? Because you could put Ross or somebody there. Cause they had a lot of big hits, but Nicki came out in twenty from twenty ten on. Yeah, Nicki is is and she, and I'ma keep saying it. I don't care how mad y'all get about me saying it. She rap better than ninety percent of the niggas that's in the game right now. That's a fact. I'm so, not gonna go fight that. Thank you know what I mean? So I ain't gonna fight that. Boom, there it is. My Mount Rushmore for the 2010s to now would be, because we can't put Wayne in it, uh, of course. Mm -hmm. So, it's Drake, Kendrick, Cole, Nicki Minaj. Now, you Boom. know what's crazy? As much as I rag on Nicki and, you know, what her style has become, she was my candidate. I, I was going back and forth trying to think. I thought about like a future because I know a lot of people like future. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, well, I'm I'm gonna keep it a C note with you from 2010 to now. It ain't besides them three artists. This is, we talking on the Mount Rushmore. Ain't too many more that sold more than Nicki. So whoever you gonna put true. over the heart has to be a heavy hitter. My man John, shout out to John hit me in the head with this one. And I didn't even think about this man right from the city. Meek Mill, man. Mm. Meek Mill held the game hostage, bro. He came in so strong. He's got an anthem that if you go to any black barbecue, party, wedding, whatever, you want to hear it. And it's probably Which one of the longest intros oh, the intro. <laughs> you've ever heard. But as soon as it dropped, the floor shake because people go off. He had that. Went away, to, went away to jail, did his time. Came back with another album that was crazy. 
Again, holding the game on, on cap, you know what I'm saying? His impact, I, I love what Nikki did, but I feel like Nikki was helped out by Drake, Wayne, all these dudes doing a lot of features on her tracks to help. What about me? What's not wrong with that? Nothing what wrong. about me? Meek was helped by Rose and him. He, but they weren't on his stuff as much. Like, he stood alone on his own projects a lot. That's why I give it to Meek. Meek. He held it down for Philly. He held it down for Philly, Nicky man. Nicky Wayne wasn't on all them mixtapes. Not all of them. Not the mix, that's what I'm saying. The mixtapes. I mean, not the mixtapes. Nick Wayne ain't on all them albums. He ain't on all of them. But the ones he ain't, Drake usually is. <laughs> what I'm going to say is, besides J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake, Who's the next one up there on as far as moving units? Getting that, that mother. Yes. You know what I mean? A, a, a million Barbies did a, a snap on you right now if you see something crazy. She did become on, the man. face of the new age Come of women's rap. Which, I mean, love it or hate it, it did help progress women's rap because women's rap got stagnant. And can I keep it a C-note and say it to you one more time? Talk to me. And she raps better than 90% <laughs> of the people in the game right now. Is it, but is that good for Nikki or bad what for I'm saying is, What I'm saying is she got the bars. True. She has the movement. This is true. She has the hits. I'll give you that. Boom, that's your fourth one right there, man. I'm Nikki, still sticking with me. Me, me, that's that's good to put me getting up because he hold the streets down, yes. you know. But if we talking about on that magnitude, like Nikki, yeah. the only one doing numbers that was doing numbers close to them, man. Well, all right. So along that line, since we talked about it, we brought his name up. Who do you have? Who do you think had a had a a bigger impact in their career, a bigger impact on the hip hop game, Lil Wayne or Kanye West? Throughout? Who's changed the game? Who's had a, a bigger change, a bigger imprint? Whose career is gonna hit the hip the hip uh hip hop community harder when it's over? Well I think Wayne had a the whole down south behind him. Mm -hmm. But um, when you look back at Kanye from them Rockefeller days to everything else that he did from putting out Big Sean and, you know what I mean, for grabbing Pusha T, he's, he's had a major influence on the game. Like I say around 07, Wayne started getting more influential, mm -hmm. but he had already over damn near 10 years in the game, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I want to keep it a C-note with you. Like, with a lot of people, Wayne, Wayne got all the kids doing the, 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 the face tats and all mm -hmm. of that, um, dressing like skateboarders and all of that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the wardrobe change really came from, when you look at it, Pharrell and Kanye West. With the backpack and all that. Not just the backpack and all that. When you think back to the baggy days, Kanye, Pharrell, they was the only ones you seen wearing fitted clothes or small sure, shirts. Sure. And they was already on that wave. They kind of ushered in what we see right now. Sure. You know what I mean? Jay made it a cool line when he said about the 
take the jerseys off, put buttons up on. But Kanye and them was already dressing like that if you really go back and look at it. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's a hard one right there, man. But I'm going to just say just because I think from the, when Kanye got on Rockefeller to to now, I don't know because Wayne got, Wayne got Drake and, and Nicki, man. Exactly. And that's why I go with Wayne, man, because Wayne not only changed style for hip-hop, he changed his style of hip-hop, which ushered in a whole new style of hip-hop. Right. The down south dudes try to. There was a whole bunch of little Wayne trying mimickers. You know what I'm saying? Impersonators that came behind him. They right. couldn't do it like he did, so they fizzled out. So then the South just fell behind him. All right. So now we behind it because he's putting out mainstream versions of our music. Right. You know what I'm saying? When he first started with the Hot Boys, right. and then uh, you know what I'm saying? All of those albums. He was he was a down south rapper. Then he flicked it. And became this mainstream down south rapper, and then he changed it to he almost ushered in that rock hop I call it, where they was like rock and roll with hip hop infused right, into it. Right. He was on that wave. You got the Shop Boys and him. They did it around the same time. You know what I'm saying? Partying like a rock star. But so then here we come with with today's rappers. They are in the mold of that heavy metal style that Lil Wayne was bringing. And that little mumble that, 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 that led to that mumble rap crap that we that we I'm sorry <laughs> mumble rap stuff <laughs> that came came after that. So he's influenced the whole rap game. Damn it, since he was in the game, you dig what I'm saying? And then he brought up other people, like you say, like a Nicki Minaj. She's changed the female side of the rap game. So he's brought up people. A Drake has changed the way that. People do their raps now. Right. He's brought up other game changers. You dig what I'm saying? So his imprint is very wide on the game. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention the people that he's, he's bringing forth now and that Drake and Nicki are bringing forth. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like the, he's got the tree and it's expanding. Like everybody always talk about the Mike Holmgren tree of coaches. Mm. Now it's the, the Lil Wayne tree of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? That's why I feel like Lil Wayne's got a, a, a Bigger imprint of the game, maybe. Can I keep it a C note? Yes, sir. Oh, man, I got to give you your props because I was still torn, as you were saying, in between the two. But some of the stuff that you hit resonated with me because I remember now that I thought back, like, I was going to say Wayne really didn't influence the game when he first came in, but he created Bling Bling. So. Mm -hmm. They said yeah, the dictionary. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. I did mark it down, y'all. 1057. Tone has convinced me <laughs> when I was still up in the air waiting to get my he convinced me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going Lil Wayne. Yeah, that he, he's he and the one thing I, that I like about Wayne, he can have a bad album and he's so motivated that he's gonna come out with a new album three months later to erase that bad album. Them albums have been bad. Lately. He has now he had well, one of them was, was pretty good. Um not lately. Not the last one he did. It was it was the one that he had, it had mahogany on it. That album, I loved it. I thought it was cool. But I it's something that he before that, away sometimes. It, it, yes, it does. It's like he became this character. You know what I'm saying? And but it, he, I, I like him on the X, John. You heard him on the on the X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, him yeah. on that, John. Can we talk about that album real quick? 
What you want to say? Listen, man, I got to keep it a C note, man. This album should have never came out. Really? It wasn't complete. You could hear what they dubbed X's voice to speed it up and slow it down to match the beats that they put. Yeah, I did. I did hear that. You could hear the songs when he was on it that he didn't finish before he passed. Like, where he just put the verse and they just dubbed the verse over. You could hear all the features are very clear, very message driven. They, they make sense to the songs. Right. His verses are just, they're short. Then most of them are short. Like, you could basically say it's a compilation album with DMX because most of the features' verses were longer than his verses. He would give you a couple words to give you for a hook, maybe one or two ad libs, and like three lines. And they seem like they either stretched them out or sped them up to match the beat. Right. Now, this is what you're saying is true. As far as production rise and rushing it, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I heard the same thing on the quality of some of yeah. the songs. And but rough, I, but as far as the songs actually go, like he got some good songs on that album. You know, some of the joints I was thinking like, cause some of even though some of the joints you can tell wasn't finished, some of the joints it was like didn't the way he was rapping didn't it, sing, didn't, it didn't fit the flow. Yeah, it didn't fit the beat to me. Like yeah. that was some of them joints. Because to me, it's like, I thought that they was going to coach more so X, like, to change it up. just change to, flow. Like, his flow is, if you take that beat up, them beats away and put them on them 90s beats, is exactly the, the, the same thing as when he first came out. Yeah. And, and I like the concept of what Swiss was trying to do, where he would take one of his old songs and remix the, the, the beat of it. Okay, cool. That's a good premise. If X is able to finish the album, because he's got to come back and say, "All right, I need to change up the flow for this because it's not matching that." Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to me, he had some good songs. Like the first song, the first track with uh, with, the, with the locks on and shit. Yes. That was dope. Right. But after that, nothing else stuck out to me until the end of the album. He put one of the most brutally honest songs out there. No, the he one got, to his son. He got a couple of them Jones. The one yeah. to his son. Um, There's another Jones with somebody sitting with, on the hook. Keys. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good Jones. That's a good message. But the one with his son, the level of honesty, that, and, and you got to listen to it closely because he's having a conversation with his son. They're talking back and forth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's apologizing for not being right. around. And he's trying to get his son to give him his acceptance. That's the most honest You'll hear anybody in hip hop, yeah. and he to me that like we we both got kids, so it's like you know that bond. So it 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 hit me like damn, and then to to think about the fact that this his son is going to hear this after he's dead. Yeah. So it was like he was apologizing. It was it was he was writing his will or last testament, and, whatever you call it. And, and, you know what I'm saying? and to me, here's the thing: that's three songs right there from the Gun Bus. Um, then he got the Joan with Benny the Butcher, and I'm on there that, that I like. That was I like Benny's part on that. Um, so, to me, I would say he got like a good five Jones on there. Yeah, it it, was, it wasn't as good as a DMX album though. I don't right, feel like, you know right. what I mean. Right, especially a DMX and right. Swiss collab. You know what I mean? With all of the the star power you had on that album, if they would have yeah, did this album two years ago, it would have been perfect. How, how how much of that was? People had verses on, 
Link, like you know what I mean? How many of them were just authentic songs? Like right. you know what I mean? You got to take that into consideration too. Exactly, because some of these songs didn't even seem like a song that X would make. You right. know what I mean? Like it seemed like something that X would be a well, piece I, of. To me, to me, I think that probably Swiss probably coached the project. Yeah. Even even before X passed yeah. away, X uh, Swiss probably was trying to direct. And that was one of the reasons why I, I think I was saying uh, uh, that time where uh, when we did the clip one with the premiere and all of them, like certain certain producers to me, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's like when when I look at it, certain producers try to give you the beat and the hook, and I don't really because I don't really like Swiss on them songs where he does hooks. And he's like chained oh, okay. in. I, I hate him. Now that's cool, but what I'm saying is, I don't really, I don't want my producer doing all my hooks. Like mm. the same thing when Timberland, because Timberland does it a lot too. Mm. When he want to put, like, no, just give me the beat. I don't need the hook from you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm you. good. Like I, I never really like too many songs where Swiss does the hook, because mm. to me. It just feels like this was Swiss. Swiss, Swiss problem. Swiss influenced this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like so Swiss came Even like, even even them Cassidy albums when they were together, like mm -hmm. even some hooks, if you go back today and you listen to the I'm a Hustler album and the Split Personality album, some of the hooks that Cassidy say, you can tell Swiss influenced them jumps. Right. They sound just like some shit Swiss would put out. Right. Like, you right. know what I mean? So. Yeah. You know who else did that? Kanye does that. Recently. At first, he didn't used to influence the hooks, but the projects that he did with Push, that he did with Cuddy, not so much with Push, but more Nah, with Cuddy, he did it with Nas. Nas, he basically wrote it. I don't know if, I'm not going to say he wrote their bars, but. I, no, but he didn't like write he, their bars. But it's like but, he wrote an outline. This is what this, this is, is what the, I want. this is the beat. Mm -hmm. Here go the hook, the right. vibe to the song. Right. Cause one of my favorite joints on the Nas joint with uh the the joint everything that Kanye does the hook on. Yeah. I know that I said since the first time I heard that, I said, you know this is Kanye. Nas, mm -hmm. Nas, like you could just hear in the in the verses like that wasn't Nas type of. Yeah, I felt uh, that the uh, whole album. Yeah, no, the whole album is like I a felt like he Forced, it was like he Nas forced himself on this track. Like, all right, I signed on to do this. I'm gonna find a way to do this. It's not gonna be me. Now, hey, Nas had some good tracks on he there. Has some I, good ones, but but with 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 what throws it off to me personally is like I don't want to hear your music if it's half mixed down. Facts. You see what I'm saying? Like Facts. first impression is everything, and, and most of them songs wasn't mixed properly. Mm -hmm. He had the same the same stuff you saying with DMX verses mm -hmm. on that album. Nas had that same problem on that album, kind and yeah. Nas is not dead. Yeah, and, and the only problem, the only the only luxury Nas had was he was able to come back and redub his shit, so it didn't redub it, but the shit but it, was it, 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 you talking about he was just throwing ad libs and shit over it, but you could tell that the shit wasn't mixed down. A lot of it don't even go with the beat or the the, the, the vocals not blending it, 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 like it, it. It was just weird. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I felt about this DMX track. I put it on it and I always do 
in my first my first sit down with the album, I always do my three lessons. I don't make any judgments until my three lessons. You know what I'm saying? That way I could dissect the lyrics, I could dissect the tone, I could dissect the beats, the features, all of that, and don't just be hype because you know the first time you hear an album, you hype because it's right. new, it's exciting, right. you don't know what to expect. Right. Does it have lasting appeal and all that kind of stuff? This album, by the by, literally midway through the second listen, and it's only forty minutes long, I had said to myself, "This is not good." Now, then I started. I listened to it again. I was like, "Oh, they got a couple songs that caught me," but for the most part, this is not a good project. Like, well, it's what, not well done. What I did was I listened to it. Then after I listened to it, I went back and listened to the songs that I thought was good. Mm -hmm. Then after I listened to the songs that I thought was good. I went back and listened to the whole album again. Okay. And when I went back and listened to the whole album, that's when I added songs on it. Yeah. So even though it's not mixed properly and that's all that, like, yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a so-so project. You know what I mean? And it's a touchy subject because it, it uh, is man. because X just passed away, right. but. And it's not being disrespectful, but... It's no, it's true. not being disrespectful, but what I was about to say is like a little bit touchy because we know X just passed away and there's no disrespect or nothing, but we can't just put all the blame on Swiss because no. at some point in time, it may be that DMX just isn't DMX, wasn't DMX no more. You see what? That's true. And that's true. what that... When I heard the album, that was more so... The, the the vibes that I got from the album was Swiss directed which way the album was gonna go, and X is not X no more. Like you know, what I mean, he got the same. He 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 would be the he. It sounded like he was just still a old X. Like he didn't, right. and and like Swiss and them. If you gonna give him the direction, you gotta be like, nah, this don't go right or. Rap it like this or use a cadence like this. Like, he didn't give me none of that. So a lot of the verses may sound like it don't go with the song. It could be because it's not mixed down properly because they only had one layer of vocals. But it could also be that his flow is outdated. Right. You know what I mean? It's and, almost like if you compare it to, like, The Temptations. Coming back in the 90s and doing an album that kind of sounded like genuine. You right. know what I mean? That's not what you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? You sound like an old group trying to make a comeback. And that's what it felt like for X. You know what I'm saying? Like some cats have come back after a long period. Like Busta Rhymes came back after what, six years, seven years, something like that since he had his last album. And his last album well, was Busta stay in his lane. And the he whole does. thing is nobody's going to sway Busta. Yeah. That this is the direction you want to go. So when yeah. you hear a Busta project, no matter how long he ain't drop a project, he's going to go in his direction. Mm -hmm. And that's just that, like Swiss. Yeah. You can tell that that album was influenced by yeah, Swiss. Way too much influence on that album. But if again I say if you go listen to any of the old Cassidy albums, you can tell what the, the most of those songs are 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 even I'm a hustler, I'm a I'm a that's just think of Swiss saying that. That's the type yeah. of stuff he says on hooks. I'm a I'm a hustler. That's that's him. Real rap. Think about it. Go back it. and listen to that because you're making good sense. Because those those songs sounded really commercial, and we all anybody from Philly, we know what Cassidy really sounds like. We know how gutter and gully Cassidy really is. Right. So to go to I'm a hustler and girl, you wanna come to my hotel? Right. 
It was like, we enjoyed it because it was for the party. But we know that Cassidy was for the streets. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he said, he, he I can hear that. I get what you're saying with the, the DMX comparison. Right. All right. So we ain't talking football in a little minute. So let's talk about something. You asked me a question, good brother. And it had me stumped. Mm -hmm. Which current NFL player would you start your franchise with? Me personally, you already know where I'm going. Oh, sh number 99 <laughs> from the LA Rams. Defensive tackle, Aaron Donald, the greatest defensive player to ever play the game of football. Already, without a ring. Already, without a ring. Ain't no doubt. Wow. I'm taking Aaron Donald. Listen. I already seen an Aaron Donald-led team where he got, what, 20 and a half, 21 and a half sacks, go to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff as our quarterback. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that Aaron Donald, I can build a nice team around him. That's my number one bit. Wow. And if your number one bit ain't Aaron Donald or somewhere <laughs> on that way, I'm going to grind you to dust. You know what I mean? The first thought out my mind, I'm gonna keep it a C note. I was thinking about Aaron Donald. I'm like, yo, he was? That was my first thought. But then I had to go back to what my criteria was. Performance, health, contract, right? And achievements, right? And age, age is a big deal. Hey, right? got all that. What are you talking about? Aaron Donald's contract kind of crazy, bro. What do you mean? He get, you get paid on how you play. That's what I'm saying. But you know I don't know if I want to spend $190 listen, million on a tackle. Listen. You know what I'm saying? If you want the numbers, you want the quarterback <laughs> pressures, you want the sacks, you're going to pay that money, man. So I thought about Deshaun Watson, but I said, no, he's, he makes too much money. And Patrick Mahomes, he makes... I wouldn't touch Patrick Mahomes with a 10-foot pole. You give my man half a billion dollars, your cat going to be messed up for years. So, no, I'm not messing with So, that. you more so, you're, you're, this is your franchise, new franchise. franchise. You get to pick any tackle. player. Any play, you get to pick any player off yeah. any team right now to start your franchise with, and you worried about cat space? I got to oh, man. ain't, ain't, no, ain't nobody, play, ain't nobody coming as a free agent. Nobody is to, coming to play for you as a, a team. As a free I got to build a team. I have to build a, a sustainable team. I don't want to just win one time. I want to build, I want to win, who, who, you got what, uh, Pittsburgh got seven? Yeah. I want eight of them bags. You, you know ain't winning eight of them with the guys you going so to have to get. this, I'm not going with a quarterback. I'm going with a guy that is a freak athlete that is a complete game changer. DK Metcalf. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> DK Metcalf. Yeah. Six yeah. foot four, <laughs> 235, whereas a four- Two nine four three forty. The wide receiver DK Metcalf. The wide receiver and catches anything you put in his range, brothers. I'm high down low. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me out of everybody you can? He's still on a rookie deal. You so were. I, I got damn right. I worry about my money. <laughs> Yo. So I got three more years on his deal. I think two or three. So we got flexibility then, right? 
If Russell Wilson wasn't running for his life every year and every play DK and wasn't on his back all the time, DK's numbers would be crazy. Leo, anybody John, anybody, <laughs> anybody, grind him up, please. This nigga just said DK Metcalf. Listen, Yo. DK Metcalf, oh if you target DK Metcalf 12 times a game, he's getting 10 catches. You dig what I'm saying? You can get that from anybody, though. But the difference is DK can turn a five-yarder to a 95-yarder. You got dudes on any play. But not at his size. He's always available. He don't have a large cap. And he's only 23. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be live tonight. My team goes 17 and up. We will be live <laughs> tonight at 8 o'clock. I need everybody that follows the Keep It A See No podcast on IG and Facebook to come any player in the league right now. And he said DK right. Team Tone going to beat come, Team Brown twice come, every somebody season. Somebody say, <laughs> uh, uh, somebody, what's wrong with this guy? Out of anybody he can say, he said DK Metcalf. Listen, I'll get a QB that can give me Is this game. April? This got to be an April fool, is it? Are we in April? Huh? What is it? Yo, this is a joke, right? Yeah, it's perfect. It's Yo. <laughs> Grind him up tonight, y'all. Listen. Get him, please. Please get him. Yeah. On that note, we going to close it no, out, did man. you really say DJ? <laughs> <laughs> to start a franchise with? Yo. No, he didn't. He didn't just kill it like that. I thought I'd be killing the end of the show. He killed it. We just belly flopped, yo. And there was no war in the court. Yo. He said DK Metcalf. Bro. Oh, man. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Keep it a see no podcast. 8 o'clock. Jump on the lines, man. Sick. We got smoke for all y'all. Trust me. Oh, man. I'm Tone. That's Brown. Yep. We I, gonna be all y'all, man. Y'all be I, good, man. I can't believe... <laughs> I can't believe this way, y'all. We, we out. We see y'all next week, man. That boy said DK Metcalf, man. What a win. Yo. <laughs>